0: What's up, guys? Welcome to Indian Markets with KR, a podcast where I talk about how the Indian indices are moving and how they might move in the future. I also talk about a few stocks and my trades. So, uh, glad to see you here, and let's get started. The general theme of this past week has been very similar to the Maharashtra elections and that is because both of them have left every single person every single layman in complete confusion and things are just going neither here nor there and uh, it's it's something which we have not seen a lot in the past and uh if you are wondering i'm talk- i was actually talking about the elections and how it equates to the markets is that we've seen some very indecisive moves we've seen some very flat moves and some very range-bound moves and overall you know the the strength in the markets was quite mediocre if i do say so myself and while certain industries did emerge uh, better than others it looked like you know in general what we saw was not particularly a strong week. Overall, if we look at the trend, as we'll you know discuss later on in this episode, it is not too bad. But if we talk about how it's been, uh, you know, the performance has been this entire month, pretty much not just this week. It's been quite iffy, if I'm being completely honest with you. Especially this week, um, you know, if you were if you were to make uh, you know killing on the Thursday expiry on the weekly expiry ideally, you you would have been, um, you know, an option writer, as I've said, because the time decay, the option premium would have just eroded like crazy. So it, it you know, and that that's something which we have not seen a lot in the past, especially when we talk about, um, you know, some of the moves that we saw in October, some of the moves that we saw in September, and, and in general, you know, it, it's been quite indecisive. While certain days are more predictable, uh than others. In general it's always been a bit haywire here and there. So you know it's 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 very odd right now. And if I'm being completely honest, part of this, you know, indecisiveness is expected and is justified. And the reason for that, the simple reason for that, is because there is a lot of, you know, lack of clarity, not just related to the elections, because that is I'm sure that is one of the factors, but that might not be the only factor, and that is the fact that we are seeing some very mixed things, uh, fundamentally and economically speaking. And when I say fundamentals, I'm talking about the co- uh, I'm talking about the country, I'm talking about you know uh, the world economy in general, because there's a lot of confusion, there's a lot of uh, ambiguity about how events such as the trade war will affect us events such as uh, you know the economic slowdown and all of those things how are they actually going to affect us and by when I say us I'm talking about investors I'm talking about the markets I'm talking about companies so I feel that sort of lack of clarity is what is sort of holding um, you know the markets back from Making proper decisive moves, add to that we've got certain reforms, we've got certain uh, you know discussions and certain plans that are being discussed within the government, including disinvestment, including certain banking reforms and all of those things, so it's very mixed, I feel on one hand you've got an economy which is said to be slowing down very drastically. the world economy is also apparently uh not doing particularly well on the other hand you've got the trade war happening and the trade war you know we're we're basically trying to uh benefit from the trade war is what i understand and that is somewhat of a positive thing but again it really depends on how we can actually benefit uh from that how we can actually uh you know get ourselves out there and of course the election ambiguity and just a lot of things that are happening which might be the general reason why we are seeing such, uh, you know, such a indecisive move. Uh, And, you know, this is also this, this actually perfectly ties into the technicals as we'll get to as we'll understand in Nifty's analysis. But I just wanted to mention this because I know I do not talk a lot about the news based factors, the economic factors and the fundamental factors. But I feel that it's more important now than ever to understand what is happening because at least for me this is the first time I'm seeing such a dead market and I'm not kidding when I say this but there are times when I feel like sleeping during the market hours it's just that it's it's you know it's it's that uh, slow at times so I just want to talk about my opinion my view on why this might be the case. Now, I'd mentioned that a few industries in particular did well on Friday. And uh, interestingly, it seems IT was not that good. What was also not that good is the service industry. And I'm talking about the indices. This is, um, you know, I'm referring to Nifty's, uh, you know, sectoral indices. And IT services and banking were not particularly good. But what were, you know, the star performers so to speak were metal media auto cpse and energy now if you're noticing a trend all of the gainers are somewhat unusual gainers because we tend to dismiss them or at least i tend to dismiss them as very haywire and very um you know almost offbeat uh, you know indices where you know it truly really isn't very guaranteed where Uh, the technicals might not work and where news-based factors dominate the price trends so it was very interesting to see these guys being the star performers and i just wanted to mention this because as i said in the previous episode i'm trying to switch things up so you'll see a few more changes in this episode hopefully this episode onwards not just in this episode so you know with that let's get on with the episode with nifty's analysis Nifty closed just above 11,900 at 11,914.4. It's down 54 points, closing minus 0.45% down. And, you know, when we look at the weekly charts, it's almost justified. These flat moves are almost justified on the weekly chart. And that's because we can see that last time it was at this almost ATH level. We saw a fair bit of, you know, indecisiveness and a bit of consolidation also. And let's be honest here, that is to be expected when we're talking about such high levels. So, uh, you know, that is what I was talking about. Nifty, uh, you know, it's sort of understood because and sort of justified uh, as far as the technicals are concerned also, as far as the price movements are concerned also that we're seeing a bit of indecisiveness because nifty where it's at it's at levels where uh it's very close to that all-time high level and the economy and you know the global scenario is not particularly reassuring and confidence inspiring which is probably uh you know uh, giving us that indecisiveness now when when I was looking at these charts, you know, 11,750, 11,800 look like pretty strong support levels. If that ATH or well, close to ATH resistance is not breached. Um, and, you know, in general, if we, if we look at uh, and this is a positive thing, if we look at the daily charts now, and I believe it's even even reflected on the weekly charts, we are seeing some higher highs and higher lows which is again a positive sign and on the daily charts 8 and 20 moving average supports are you know very apparent and that is also a good thing another positive sign now you know whether whether it's going to be a positive week whether it's going to be a negative week it all really depends because where it's at right now it is in a bit 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 of a tough spot because uh you know it's 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 possibly you know going to go around for a bit and then recover if it wants to hold its current level but we're seeing uh you know again that indecisiveness is there so possibly this week we might uh you know potentially see something again i i do not want to say anything for sure because um you know I I, the last week also I mentioned that possibly the next week possibly this week we'll see something we did not see something so uh, you know it it really depends now as far as Friday's moves are concerned it was very apparent that it is going to be a negative day purely because when it opened the open was equal to high this is something that we've spoken about earlier so purely based on that and purely based on the price movements and that is something we'll talk about later purely based on those two things it was almost apparent that it was going to be a negative day the positive thing here is that we saw some very good support towards the end of the day at lower levels which is what helped nifty close above eleven thousand nine hundred. now if you want another you know Uh, reason for nifty to either go positive or negative again this is going to work both ways and that is that the rsi is almost at 60 or just below 60 depending on how you look at it so that may be either a bad thing if it breaches if it completely breaches it or that may be a good thing because it might just (coughs) take support if you're if you're wondering why that loud noise was there it's because uh you know i'm I'm sitting on a swing right now which which uh moves and makes some noise sometimes, so that is the loud noise which you which you heard so uh yeah as as I was saying that r s i is also another uh pretty almost polarizing uh indicator factor, so it looks like it's not just the price, it's not just the candles which are moving haywire it's also the indicators which are showing us mixed signals, so that's very interesting now let's move to nifty's top gainers we've got tata steel leading the pack closing at 401.35 it's up 4.22 percent and uh, we're seeing some you know good 8ma support now this is a good move i feel it's finally reclaimed that 400 level it did go down for a bit after you know again breaching that 400 level but now it's finally back here so again, that's a good thing, back up after retracing for a bit. The next gainer for the day is Aisha Motors, closing at 22,850, it's up 4.08%, and in the previous episode, so on Thursday's analysis, we'd mentioned that 8MA support, very apparent for Aisha Motors, which is a good thing. Today we can see how well it worked, up 4%, and looks like it is also a new swing high, so... Good for Aisha Motors. Good if you are in Aisha Motors. If you aren't, then do not get into it right now. It's probably at a bit higher price right now. But always wait for the the markets open to see how it goes. Coming to Nifty's top losers, we've got Infratel leading the pack to 32.05 rupees, closing down 4.07%. And I, I was actually a bit surprised to see this, but at the same time, I was not too... Uh, shocked because you know infratel does move the the, uh, you know either here or there and so which is why i I, you know ended up digging for news but i could not find any news so uh, you know infratel is just how it is now we can see that the 8ma support is still valid because even though it fell quite a bit four percent is not a joke but that 8ma support still ended up you know providing at least some amount of support at those lower levels so that is a good thing the next loser for the day was infosys and it is down 2.85% closing at 692.95 another 20 ma support that we're seeing so you know it made a new low and that low was just around that 20 ma line so it, so it slightly went up from there so that is what i'm talking about here And I I believe, you know, I I haven't named this episode yet, but I believe I'm going to name it something like uh, 8 and 20 moving average supports everywhere or something, because that is literally what we're seeing right now. It's pretty wild. So, uh, yeah, and, you know, another very interesting thing about Infosys, if you look at the chart, you'll see that there is also a previous support, there is also a previous almost CIP, change in polarity, and this is where the markets opened after that whistleblower thing. So this is, uh, you know, right at that gap. So it's taken support at that gap. So all of these things are very, very interesting levels. And, uh, you know, that is why uh, Infosys is going to be on my watch list. But that's just a little new sneak peek into the new uh, segment of this podcast because from now from this episode, I'll hopefully start sharing my watch list also so you guys have a bit more value from this. With that, we're gonna move to Bank Nifty now. Bank Nifty closed at 31,111. It's down 238 points and it's that's 0.76% if you're wondering, if you're curious. And again, you know, I'm super impressed to see the 8MA line again being respected by Bank Nifty again. I, I just mentioned that this episode looks like 8 and 20 supports and resistances. Looks like that was still the case for Bank Nifty at least. Uh, the weekly charts very similar to Nifty related to the resistance, but that is approximately where the similarities end because we are seeing, uh, you know, a more linear move with bank nifty which is which is odd you know at least i would, I, I you know i would have expected bank nifty to to be a bit more volatile than nifty but that is not the case clearly so uh, bank nifty looks much more volatile not a lot of consolidation at that ath level which is again a very interesting thing and of course higher highs higher lows is what we are seeing right now so uh, you know, it, it you know, it, it just slipped below those 31,000 levels. And, uh, you know, we might see. So I, I feel that an additional point is that we might just see Bank Nifty slipping below those 31,000 levels if it wants to, uh you know, just correct for a bit this week. And that is purely based on the fact that it went down and uh, you know, it's it's unable to breach that previous resistance that we've spoken about at that 31,350 or so mark. So, uh, worst case scenario, I'm looking at sub 31,000 levels, not too below, probably like 700, 800, 900, but, uh, you know, not, not below that. Ideally, again, this is the ideal scenario based on the charts. And uh, yeah, that is pretty much all as far as Bank Nifty, the indexes analysis concern now we'll move to the top gainers for bank nifty and the top gainer uh one of the stocks that we've spoken about and discussed a lot is rbl bank it's up 8.03 percent closing at 361.8 remember if you would have bought this if you would have entered into a long position when we had originally spoken about rbl bank which is where that proper support zone was you would have been approximately 110 rupees in the green. So that's pretty wild, I feel. And it's it's actually very crazy, I feel. And on the weekly chart now, we've got 20MA resistance for RBL Bank. And, you know, it's it's almost finally broken out of that resistance zone. So, uh, you know, now assuming that the weekly resistance is are dealt with it's a pretty free ride ahead the next gainer for the day is yes bank it's up 1.09 percent closing at 64.95 now it's inching below the 20 ma line and you know that that makes me a bit cautious it's a bit worrying because it's got a lot of resistances now at this level if it's unable to sustain above 65 i'm afraid that is not a particularly good thing so that is where yes bank stands the top loser for bank nifty was kotak bank it's down 1.65 percent closing at 1568.9 it slipped below uh the 50 ma line but that 1550 level should ideally be an important support if it holds so that is that's a level that i would you know keep an eye out for The next loser for Bank Nifty is HDFC Bank. It's down 1.31%, closing at 1266.5. It's down from a previous all-time high. But overall, it's a steady stock. It's still respecting that, uh, you know, almost flat-ish trend line. So that's a good thing, I feel. Alright, so this is going to be a new segment that I'll be starting in this podcast. And that is my watch list. So this will include... All the stocks that I'm, I'll be looking at for you know the next day for the coming week for the coming weeks for the coming months and so on and one very important thing about this segment is that I'm, I'm just gonna be mentioning names I'm not going to talk about what uh, the basis is because you already know the basis and because I want you to look at the chart yourself and see whether it is a good thing now uh, if I want to be very sneaky I can also give a random name just to see if you are, or rather just to make sure that you are, you know, uh, actively looking at the charts I I I don't know how many people will. But uh, I'm saying that do not take this just blindly. Uh, If I want to play sneakily, I can very easily play sneakily. I won't, at least in this episode, that's a different thing. But do not take this at face value, I repeat. Do not take this at face value. These are just stock names. You know my trade basis, but I want you to look at the chart yourself because that is how you're going to learn. Again, if you want to learn basics with KR, that series that I have, the third episode just launched it yesterday, just published it yesterday. And now that the shameless plug is done, uh, the top watch list item on my list is Godridge CP. Looking at a pretty short, Trip of around 40 points or so on this one the next uh you know stock on my watch list is uh you know one, one which is quite interesting to me and that is infosys purely because of that gap support and i know i mentioned this earlier that which is why i'm saying uh you know it's, it's it's the top loser so i did talk about where it's at on the charts so i'm looking at it purely based on the gap support and purely based on where it's at right now the next stock on my watch list is Tata steel the next stock on my watch list is let me just find my watch list where is it it's e-clerks so these are all the stocks that are on my watch list and uh there there are a few more if you would have paid attention during this podcast you would have known that i've mentioned a few stocks which are interesting and uh, you know you would ideally look at them and you would ideally keep an eye out for them and you would also monitor them so again the point of this podcast is not to just partial and is not to you know just blindly uh, spoon feed people it is to help those who are not actively looking at the markets and sort of you know help you develop your analysis and uh, you know make sure that you're aware of what's happening. But I don't want to just give out everything because then that does not promote uh self learning and that does not really help you because that is not how you learn the stock markets and that's not how you uh grow as a trader or an investor so that is why this is being done it's, it's not really uh it's not it's not that I don't want to share it's not that I can't share it's just that I feel that it's better if I don't share so Again, that that was my watchlist and that is the new segment of this podcast. Coming through my trades now, I exited that TCS future because it was just terrible. I was a bit, a bit frustrated, a bit irritated to see it going nowhere despite literally every single sign saying it and telling it and pushing it to move, but it just failed to. So I exited it and... uh, I exited it at a loss, again, I don't remember the exact amount, but it was a loss, so th- this is on the TCS future. The next trade that I took was Bank Nifty, and it I ended up catching a pretty decent move on it, and this is a very interesting thing, because I took the trade, and boom, the, the price just shot up, so that was actually very wild, and I believe it's the first index trade of the week possibly both the weeks you know the last week and the one before that so that was pretty great Uh, made a pretty alright return on that nothing too crazy nothing too bad the next trade for the day was infosys and this was very flat relatively you know at just above cost so that's a good thing uh, because you know i did not lose money the next trade for was indigo And this was a pretty decent profit. Again, I managed to catch a very fairly decently large move. So that's a good thing again. And that was Indigo. So those were all my trades. So I had this observation. And this past week, uh, you know, as I said in the previous, uh, you know, segment of the general theme of the market and the week, it's been quite range bound. It's been quite slow. And something that I realized is that the price zones and the price movements uh, are working better than your regular indicators in these markets. And this is something that I, uh, you know, personally experienced. It might not be true for the stock that you're looking at, but this is something that I personally experienced. So I thought I'd mention it here, but it looks like these price zones are working better than uh, you know the indicators even the simple ones such as the the moving averages. So Do keep that in mind also if you are trading in these uh, weird markets What I noticed is that you really have to keep a pretty wide uh, Stop-loss and your risk reward ratio might be a little bit off uh, if you are wondering I had made an insta video an IGTV video On risk-reward, it's at Indian Markets with Kiara, if you want to uh, look at it. I do recommend you to look at it, because it's it's quite useful. But, uh, you know, the point being that the risk-reward ratio was a bit lower, a tad bit on the lower side, uh, in these markets. Because there really wasn't a lot of move, at least for me, you know. uh, For someone much more experienced than me, this might not be the case, but this was the case for me. So... Uh, you know, I just want to mention those two things because those were my observations, those were my learnings from this week. And with that, this is the end of this podcast. Do let me know if you like the new additions to this. Do let me know if this is insightful, informative, engaging, fun or none of those because uh, you know, your feedback is extremely important to me and I do appreciate it. So with that, I'm signing off by happy trading.